What's going on, Military Cash Flow family? Hey, it's going to be just me today. Mike's got a prior engagement, but nevertheless, we have a great guest for you today. It's the second time coming on, Mr. Royal Banks. I think you guys remember him from, um, I want to say, episode 40 or 50 or something like that, somewhere in that, in that range. Definitely go look it up. Before, he was talking about mobile homes, right? And now we're talking about a different type of uh, way to create cash flow. And we're talking about paternity tests. And I know you're thinking like paternity tests, man, what does that have to do with you, you know, cash flow? But Royal has stumbled upon a, a new way to create cash flow for himself and his family. And uh, it's through creating paternity tests, right? Like offering paternity tests for uh, individuals that need it. And it, I, I just... Thought this episode was so phenomenal, man, because um, one, it's something that I've never talked about before, even ever thought about before, right? Um, and then two, there's a is he has a great way that he systemizes the business and uh he just we talk all about it in this episode, man. So I'm not gonna go too too deep into it. I mean, he explains it way better than I could in this uh little one minute intro. But um, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode. Hey, how's it going? This is Dan Wynn and Mike Glassby, and this is the Military Cashflow Podcast, where we teach service members how to build wealth and create passive cash flow through real estate. We cover real deals, real numbers, and real lessons learned from other successful investors. Now, whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, we need you to like, share, and subscribe. Now, let's get started creating this military cash flow. What's going on, family? Today, we got Royal Banks, second time, second time coming on the podcast, but this time we're talking about something completely different. Uh, I'm really excited about this one because uh, I remember when you, when you, you know, first told me about it, I don't know, how to be like months ago, we, we had a conversation and just kind of dove in and I was like, man, what is this stuff? So can look, first off, can you please give us a, a brief, you know, um, you know, who you are, what, what you're doing and, and where you're from, just a quick brief uh description and then we'll kind of uh dig into the details from there got you got you well dan first off thank you for having me on again you know <laughs> i appreciate that so my name is royal banks i'm an active army officer uh currently based in, in fort bliss texas public affairs officer um you know i'm i, I dibble and dabble in all types of things but here you know my main focus now is assurance dna my paternity testing company so real estate stocks crypto, mobile homes, et cetera. But this is not my new focus and, and this is my thing. Excellent, excellent. So paternity test, um, let's, let's just go ahead and dive into it, man. Because, yeah. and I'm gonna be asking some kind of selfish questions myself because like I said, I'm extremely curious about it and I love talking about different just businesses in general and different ways to you know build cash flow. And this is one that, you know, I've just not heard of at all, you know, right? So <laughs> yeah. especially how to systemize it and things. So let's start, let's start from the beginning. You know, when we first brought you on, you were talking mobile homes, that was your thing. And you were like, Hey, man, this is this is what I'm building up to. Yeah. Uh, and if you guys haven't listened to that episode, definitely go check that one out. Um, the link will be down below. I don't remember what episode it was. I think it was maybe in the 40s or something like that. Uh, 40s or 50s. I yeah, think. Something, yeah, something, something like that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so what's what made how did you transition from mobile heart, mobile yeah. home park investing to, uh, well, originally I think it was, uh, not paternity testing, but, um, like DNA testing, not DNA, what yeah. was it? Ancestry, 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 like ancestry yeah. testing. Tell yeah. us a story, man. Tell us a story. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And it's actually linked to mobile homes actually. So, uh, when I was at captain's career course, uh, my wife and I, we were looking for mobile homes to buy and to invest in, in the area. We were in Fort Lee, Virginia. So that's, like 20 miles south of Richmond. And, you know, we had some money set aside and the, the mobile homes were just too much damn money. They were, they were asking for too much money. They were asking 30, 40, 50, $60,000 for a mobile home. Like, and anybody who invests in a mobile home, you know, understands that a mobile home in a park does not have the same value as a house. Like, no, it doesn't. It's, it's, it's essentially a, a vehicle, essentially. Um, you know, you buy it, you know, you register title, like it's not worth $50,000 in a park if it's not sitting on its own land. Okay. So we pivoted pretty much. And even before that, my wife was telling me for at least probably about a year and a half, even when I was at Fort Bragg, Hey, why don't you start your own paternity testing company? Your mom does it. My mom 
owns her own paternity testing company. She's been doing uh-huh. it for 20 years. Yeah. She's been doing it for 20 years and I, and I helped her ever since I graduated college in like 2013, 2014, et cetera. I, I was helping her with marketing and bringing her into the digital platform. And I always thought, well, maybe one day I can just help my mom and maybe one day I can buy her out or something and she can do the testing, but I'm not really interested in that. But that, that pivot, that these mobile homes that are going for way too much, I was like, you know what? And I just whiteboarded it. I was like, you know what? I think we can just do a paternity testing company. I looked, I was like, it doesn't cost that much to start. The, the, the startup capital is not insane. You would think that you would have to buy a laboratory and lease a building and get all these sort of, you don't have to do that to start a, a DNA testing company. So presented it to my wife. She was like, yeah, dude, I've been telling you for like a year and a half to do that. And uh, we plotted it out and, you know, December, 2020, you know, we started it and I've been going full force at it since then. Excellent. Excellent. So we're going to dig into the details, but before that, I want to touch a little bit more about the mobile home parks, right? Sure. Yeah. So it seems like you did, you said you whiteboarded it. I'm assuming that was kind of your cost benefit analysis. Like, all right, mm-hmm. what has the better outcome from it? And you realize, Hey, some of these mobile homes are they're a little expensive, you know, and they're basically vehicles, so on and so forth. So at the time, I know you at least owned one mobile home park. That's correct. What did, mm-hmm. and, and I think you, you were, you were, um, I think you might've bought maybe one or two more as well, but either way, what did you do with, with that mobile home park that you had or that mobile home? The mobile home that yeah, I that still have, have it. Okay. I still have it. Yeah. They still pay me rent. Uh, the tenant owners still pay me rent to this day weekly. They are phenomenal tenant owners. And part of that mobile home money is what funded some of the assurance DNA stuff, some Excellent. of the marketing for that. So I still have it. I, I, I uh, wholesaled another one. So I okay. only ever owned the one. I was intending to buy a whole bunch more. You know, I was, I think at, at the time of the podcast that I recorded it, I was working to try to wholesale a whole park. Yep. That fell through, you know, things happen. But, you know, I was going hard at it. I mean, traveling all over Virginia, trying to find more, and it just was not working. And I was like, you know what, let's just, pivot to something that does not need an insane amount of yeah. well comparative to houses mobile homes still don't need that much startup capital yeah. but even less startup capital is a is a dna testing company and that's <laughs> crazy that's crazy how like you know you you're, you had that you had this you had this on your table the entire time. You're like, yeah. hey, my mom ran it, right? And yeah. Like, and then your wife is telling you in your ear, like, hey, you need yeah. to do this, you need to do this. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, you finally yeah. make the switch. Finally do the whiteboard and figure mm-hmm. out you need to make the switch. So you you mentioned something that I kind of want to touch on. Like you said your mom was, mom was running it since you've been growing up. One, mm-hmm. um, what was your capacity in that business? Like how much did you learn? Was it talked about a lot? Like, in your household, right? And then you, yeah. you I want to kind of talk about the transition from helping your mom, um, like how her business was set up and then yes. where where you kind of came into play. You mentioned you wanted to bring her into the digital age. So can you yeah. kind of touch on some of those? Yeah, so, so seeing her doing it as I grew up, I, you know, she started it in 2002, I believe. My little sister was uh, younger. She got sick and, and, you know, my little sister got sick and she was like, let me just start a business based on the experience that she had, her brother had a situation with a paternity test. And she said, let me go ahead and start a business. At that time, this stuff was not even advertised. There was no course, there was nothing. And I saw her build it over time through the way she ran it is is relationships with attorneys, relationship with judges. I mean, yellow pages, white pages, you know, going on the radio. Oh my gosh, can you imagine going on the radio to talk about something? Oh, but was it talked about? Yes, it was. She would tell me about the cases that she would do. She would basically, I would, I would go with her sometimes where she would go do a test and I would see her just fill out some paperwork, swap somebody. And that person would pay her 400 something dollars. And I'm like, that's crazy. You know, I, I remember it was days when I, when I, even when I was 10, 11, 12 years old, she'd come back. I make $600 today. I'm like, Phew. What? I mean, this is in the early 2000s, so that's like this is yeah, this is like 2004. Yeah, right? I mean, even now that's like all right, that's pretty decent money for a day's uh, a day's worth of work, right? Yeah, and, and, and in it, 2004, I mean, that's even more, <laughs> that's pretty even good. Yeah. You know, she was she was making ten, twelve thousand dollars a month, um, gross at least in in 2004, 2005. You know, before the recession. Yeah. Uh, then the recession hit, and that changed a lot of things, obviously, for a lot of people. But I saw her do it. And so in my capacity, as I got older, 
was, you know, she she was still, um, like I said, kind of analog a little bit or just, you know, having the relationship with the people. But as things, as Google grew, as Facebook grew, as Instagram grew, I helped with social media marketing, getting her on Google, squaring that away, all that stuff. And I just wanted to help. I was like, I just help. You know, I'm not really interested in trying to do any testing or nothing like that. And then after a while, I was just like, okay, you, you got your thing and we would talk about it. But yeah, and, and it just led, I guess all those things that I saw and experienced as being younger finally came to fruition, you know, as, you know, last year. And I'm like, damn, wait a minute, I could do this. I could do it. I'm equipped to do it. All right. Okay. So um, how, how did, so let's, let's kind of back up, right? Yeah. Why would anybody need a, a paternity test? Like, what is it you like the main clientele and like, how do you reach out to those people? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there are two main reasons why someone wants a paternity test. One is for peace of mind. They just want to know it's a situation. The kid may be two years old or they just want to know if that's their father that they've always wondered about. It can be any anything. It's just peace of mind. They want to know. The second option is a combination of peace of mind and for legal reasons. You know, so if they want to obtain child custody or there or somebody is going through a divorce or an inheritance, you know, with inheritance stuff, some guy just can't pop up out of nowhere and be like, yeah, I'm the guy's son. I'd like to claim his $50 million. No, legally in the courts, there needs to be a paternity test to prove that paternity. Uh, immigration reasons. It's that, so there's legal court admissible reasons as to why they want to get a paternity test. Therefore, the industry isn't going anywhere. This stuff has to be done. So uh, those those are the reasons why. And how do they reach me? How do I reach out to them? The thing is, you know, I learned over time that people, they search for this stuff on Google. They search DNA testing, they mean paternity testing services, et cetera. You can look all that stuff up. And so I, I set the trap in Google. You know, I set up a Google My Business profile. I set up everything on Google Maps to where somebody's Googling, I like to try to be at the top of the page, you know, with that, that good old SEO and, and paid search. So that's where they're looking. That's where I get them. I stop focusing so much on Facebook and Instagram because people aren't looking for paternity testing on Facebook and Instagram. They're not looking for it. They might come across it and be like, okay, cool. But they're not looking for it there. Google is the answer. Yeah, yeah. That's a solid. I, I didn't think about all the court, uh, the court mandated reasons. I mean, obviously I knew there was a peace of mind factor there, but um, like, that's what I was really interested in, like the court, like the yeah. court mandated reasons. Now, another question I have, because I, I know that originally, it, it, let me know if I'm, if I'm wrong here, but you yeah. started off with ancestry, correct? Or like, no, uh, okay. no, I, I didn't. So I started off with which is paternity testing in general. So this, okay, so the, the common misconception is that uh, genealogical DNA testing is the same as paternity testing. Okay. But genealogical testing is ancestry. Now that's a service or a product that I can offer. And at one point in time, I was trying to market that heavily, but the need is for the paternity testing. The need, that's where the need is in the niche right there. Yeah. So I can offer genealogical ancestry testing to the lab that I'm partnered with, but I prefer to mostly market and offer the paternity or relationship testing. Okay. Okay. Now, now, so now why, I assume the reason why you're focused way more on paternity is because of exactly that, the need versus, you mm -hmm. know, ancestry is kind of a want, right? Like everybody. Yeah. It's, it's a want. More of a, yeah. Okay. It's a nice to have this. And, yeah. and, you know, the thing is, I don't have the budget to compete against 23andMe, you know, <laughs> <laughs> The founder of 23andMe, her husband is uh, the co-founder of Google. I think Sergey Brin or something like that. Like, I don't have the money to compete against them. They're a multi-billion dollar company. Yeah. I don't have the money to compete against Ancestry.com. They run commercials on TV. I don't have that. I mean, it's a nice, it's, it's a nice thing to offer. If, for example, I, I can I upsell that to clients sometimes if they get results that are in their favor. Oh, the kids, the, the child is yours and they're happy. Hey, would you also like an Ancestry test? Oh, maybe. Yeah, sure. You know, I'm happy. But it, it's a nice to have. Yeah. It's not a need. All right. So walk us through it, man. Like walk us through like, um, you know, I, I'm interested in the business and the system. Like, yeah. like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm interested in learning and learning about ancestry D or not ancestry. I'm interested in learning how to build a paternity test. Uh, yeah. company, right. How yeah. does that work? And I know you have a course for it too. And I love you can shout that out as well, but yeah. um, how do I go about doing that? What are, what are some of these, you know, where do I start at here? Yeah, to start, the, the biggest thing, if you were looking to start a paternity testing service, the biggest thing to do is to start by doing some market research in your, in your city. 
And the easiest way to do that is to Google paternity testing service in your area, okay? So I, I teach that in the course, it's called Paternity University. Only one like it in the world, by the way. I'm the first person to create something like that. It, it doesn't exist. I've copyrighted it too, by the way. So <laughs> I had to flex real quick. I had to flex real quick. Um, <laughs> but the first thing you want to do before you try to get a fancy website or do any of the others, get a logo, do your market research. What paternity testing companies are out there in your area? Okay. You have the standard, you have the lab core, you have the any lab test now. Those are franchises. Lab core is a multi-billion dollar corporation, publicly traded on the stock market and all that stuff, right? They have endless resources, but lab core doesn't solely focus on paternity testing. So you'll learn the difference between the franchises and the small businesses. What you want to do in your, in your market research, and I teach this in the course as well, is call them up, ask them their prices, ask them what services they offer, ask them if they're mobile, are they open on weekends? Most are not. Okay, do your market research, write all that stuff down, write everything down. What do they offer? And then you'll learn how to price them out the market. And you'll also learn how to uh, out, out service them because a lot of them aren't open on weekends. A lot of them are not mobile. They don't offer mobile paternity testing at all. You have to come in. So I, I've made $700 on the weekend just literally by being able to answer, just answering my phone, you know, because some people need paternity tests on a weekend on a Saturday. Okay, they can't wait till Monday or they can't go Thursday because they have to work. So market research is the first thing that you want to do. That is, that is immensely important first. And then what you'll learn is that there might not even be no competition in your area. It might not be. And even the, if there are other paternity testing services, same thing. Are they open on weekends? Are they mobile? What are their prices? Do they offer non-invasive prenatal maternity testing, which is getting a paternity test while the woman's still pregnant? Keyword, non-invasive. I, I touch on all that stuff. There's invasive paternity testing where it is, it's called amniocentesis or chorionic villus sampling. And that is when they insert a needle into the woman's navel, into her belly button to collect amniotic fluid to do a DNA test. Or if they insert a catheter into the woman's cervix to collect placental sam samples, that's the invasive. And a lot of people say, oh, that, that's, it's cheap. It's only 500 bucks. Yeah, but do you want that? That doesn't feel, that doesn't seem too comfortable. And there's a small chance of miscarriage or other birth defects. That don't sound good, man. <laughs> it doesn't, yeah. And that's part of the objections that I get sometimes. And I, I always counter that objection with saying, well, would you rather pay a higher price to be more safe? The non-invasive is a simple blood draw from the mother and a mouth swab from the alleged father. So like people get maternity tests while they're still pregnant, by the way, Dan, that's, that's a thing. That's a huge thing. Yeah, I actually, I, I didn't even consider that. I mean, I figured people got, I figured it was like right after the baby's born. I didn't think like, mm -hmm. Hey, while, while still pregnant, I didn't, no, yeah. just again, yeah. question out of curiosity, yeah. why, why when pregnant, why can't they wait until after the baby's born? Like, cause you know, yeah. So we're going to get into the juicy part. Cause I know some of the, some of the listeners want to know the, the, they think it's all Mari and stuff like that. Sometimes it is. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's, that's automatically. When you, when you told me, when you were like, yeah, I'm doing paternity tests. I was like, yeah, Andy, you were, you're going to meet some uh, crazy, some, some crazy people. And like, like m me and Mike were just talking, I think the other day we were like, yeah, Royal's coming back on and he's doing paternity testing. Right. And Mike was like, it's probably because of the, he was messing with those mobile home parks. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like no, no shade to anybody that, you know, lives in a, but you know, man, look, Hey, but look, the, the clientele from paternity testing is, I'm not going to name the names, but it is yeah. from the, the people in lower, lower income yeah. and up to celebrities. You know, like I, I said, I, my, I my mother has, has tested celebrities. Like, so like you would know these people, for sure, but they have to get, but everybody needs it, not everybody, but if you're in that situation, no matter what your income level is, you need a paternity test, you know? Um, <laughs> so the reason why people get paternity tests while they're still pregnant is uh, either A, you know, a, a woman may have had multiple partners and she just wants to make sure why she's still pregnant because she may or may not choose to make a decision from there, if then, you know? We're not going to get into that, but that's yeah. that situation. Or in my case, in my area, in my demographic, usually the woman is married and she cheated and she wants to make sure who the father is before she even lets her husband know. Jeez. Okay. It's, it's, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's understandable. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think about that either, man. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, um, it, yeah, it's interesting. And that is, that is, I would say of, of 10 calls that I get, 
about five or six of them are for that. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, man. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so we got uh, some of the reasons why we're starting to kind of build and understand where to start off with the market research. And I love that you, you started that by the way, not, you know, everybody assumes that, Hey, I'm about to create a business. First thing I need to do is go ahead and create an LLC, get a logo and just, you know, create a website. Just like you said, I love that. Hey, let's start with market research first, right? Like, yeah. does this even make sense? All right. So we got our market research down, mm-hmm. right. And we're, we're, uh, and we see that, all right, this market, either I can, uh, provide more value than the people, my competitors, um, mm-hmm. I can outprice them or there's just not any, any competition here, period. Right. Mm-hmm. So what's the next step from there? So the next step from there is to go ahead and start doing your your admin stuff for your business. So, you know, you can and these these don't have to go directly in order. OK, some people, yeah. get as you know, analysis, probably, some people get yeah. hung up on, oh, I need to pick my business name uh, and I'm going to spend eight months determining a business name and all that. Look, your business name can be this. If you are in uh, Savannah, Georgia, Savannah DNA Services. Savannah Paternity Testing Services. Make it Googleable. Make it Google. So get your domain name, okay? Buy your domain name. You can go on Squarespace, GoDaddy, wherever, Google domains, whatever. Buy your domain name. Lock in that digital real estate first, okay? Um, you know, get your get your website landing page. Go ahead and incorporate your business. Like you choose to do LLC, C-Core, S-Core, whatever you want to do, incorporate it. Speak, speak to an attorney or uh, an accountant on that on how you want to do that. That's your choice, Okay then you, you, you know, get your professional email set up. Don't, it's, it's not going to be, um, you know, Tom at DNA services at gmail.com or something like that. No, it's going to be Tom at Savannah DNA services.com. Your professional email, you can get that in G suite or, or Google domains or whatnot, link that up, get all that stuff squared away. The next step after that, if you kind of get your entity sort of formed, you know, business bank account, all that stuff is, is to contact a, a DNA lab. Okay. So this is what they're called. They're called laboratories. So you, your role as a, as a paternity testing company, you don't own the equipment uh, to do a DNA test. You don't, you're kind of the middleman. Okay. Per client calls you, they want to do a test. You do, you do a test, you swap it. You send the samples off to the laboratory. The laboratory tests the samples for you. They charge you on the back end, and then you get the results and release them to the client. That's it. Okay. So you want to contact a lab and and let them know, hey, I'm starting a DNA testing company in this area. I would like to, um, you know, go through you all to offer DNA services because they provide the equipment, they provide the supply. Well, I'm sorry, they they provide the supplies and they do the testing. All right, uh, and so that's how you do that. And in my course, I show you which lab I personally prefer. There's 40 AABB accredited labs in the world. American Association of Blood Banks. That's the highest accreditation for a laboratory. Um, and you can look at those and those are the ones that are able to offer uh, court admissible paternity testing. So all that, you know, is, is described as well, but that's what you do. And, and uh, secret, Dan, you might, maybe, maybe this might be on your mind as a question, but do, do we pay for supplies up front? Do we pay for the, I, I wish I had a kit right next to me. I had it next to me in a second, but the DNA testing kits is just a simple swab and some paperwork and, and some other stuff some envelopes, right? We don't pay for that up front. Most labs send it to you for free up front. They send you a box of tests. So you don't pay. For, so the startup cost that m- most people may be thinking of is extremely minimal. You don't pay for a test up front. You pay for it on the back end when you mail it, when you mail the samples in with the DNA on them, and then the lab charges you from there. So, yeah. All right, so we'll, we'll get into the financials here in a second. Yeah, I, yeah, sure. I, I do have questions about like, like all those things about the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the costs associated with and, you know, average fees for things, but just let, let I, I want to kind of touch on the systems first, sure. just, to, just to get a really clear understanding of it. And then we'll kind of circle back and go, sure. you know, and, and go from there. So, all right. So we got our, um, we've contacted the DNA labs um, mm-hmm. and they, we got an, I think it was AABA, something like that. AABB. <laughs> yeah, AABB. Uh, or CAP accredited. It's just a lot of accreditations that okay. a lab can have, but make sure they're accredited. We've got an accredited lab, right? And um, essentially the their function is, I mean, you're getting the clientele and then that lab is sending you the test and then you are then taking those tests and then sending them out to any of your, the, the people that have purchased a paternity test. Is it, am I... Am I 
so that correctly? It, so yes, and it, it depends on what type of test they want. So when they want a court admissible test, that's where you go out and actually swab them. It's a it's a it's a reason why. Okay, you or a collector that you hire or you outsource the test. I, I can get on that as well when you talk about systems yeah. stuff, but. Uh, a, a court admissible paternity test has to be done by an uninterested third party. That is you or whomever you designate to do that. They can't, they can't do that to themselves. Yeah. For a non, a quote, non-legal or doesn't mean it's illegal, just means it's non-court admissible, non-legal. You can send that kit to them. You can send it okay. to them. They can do it themselves and they send it to the lab. You never have to see them. They can be in freaking Wyoming. You can be in Florida and you know, okay. you can make money that way. So that's, that's how that happens. Yeah. Okay. So um, understand the two the differences there between court admissible and non not admissible, and mm-hmm. then depending on what it is, you either send it out or you send a person out, right? Mm-hmm. That's um, correct. Yep. So we got so we got that part, um, and then from there, I mean, we send it. Depending on which one it is, they either send it back off to the lab, I assume. Yep. Yes. Um, or yes. you, the person, if it's court admissible, you're taking it and sending it back to either way it's getting back to the lab is getting back to the lab before laboratory for testing yes and then they give the results they give the results directly now if it's court admissible do they give it to the person i assume and they just give it to the court the lab i use they upload it to a portal i i download it and i give it to the client email <clears throat> secure email some of the labs they call the client directly and say hey your results are ready here's your results we're going to mail them to you you okay. know and, and you know that reduces liability on you they don't they don't okay. they don't give you the results Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Got it. All right. So, yeah. I mean, and that's from there. That's pretty much it. I mean, that, that's, that's pretty much it. Pretty much the process. All right. So now, um, I love the way you laid it out. Thank you for like kind of clarifying that because, like, I'm, I'm really just making sure I understand how how that mm-hmm. works. Um, and I'm sure our listeners are too. So mm-hmm. from there, let's go over some of the expenses that are associated with like yes. how to you know how to manage these things properly. Like, yes. Um, I mean, we talked about the the um the upfront cost uh, what are the upfront what are even the upfront costs of the yeah. lab is sending stuff to you and so on and so forth yeah yeah your your initial upfront cost is your domain name um you know if you you know get your website up and running um you your your incorporation fees whatever they may be in your state you know georgia for me i incorporated my business it was like 100 bucks right um so just the LLC a, form. You're just, so basically, the only upfront cost is LLC formation, essentially in those admin things. Yeah, those We're admin talking. LLC formation, domain name, use uh, your email, your professional email is six dollars a month or something yeah. like that. Uh, if you get a Google Voice, that's free, or if you want to set up a separate business phone line, that's whatever how much that may cost yeah. a month. Initial, you know, I I bought. Look, I start. I didn't have no money. I didn't have much money starting. Out. I start. I bought a flip phone. Okay. For hundred bucks and then paid uh, twenty bucks a month to T-Mobile. So yo, but did you get the case for your belt though? I wish I did. I wish I did. I really do. I wish I did. Now you look like a real businessman. You just yeah, pop that yeah. bad boy off. But um, <laughs> any, any of my uh, any of my friends that are any of my any of our listeners that watch The Office, like it reminds me of Dwight Schrute. You know. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. but anyways, um, yeah. so got that. So basically, I mean, you're you're essentially your only upfront cost is we're talking less than $500 there, essentially. I mean, uh, just about, it, it doesn't and, and, cost that. Yeah. Yes. And most people think that you have to immediately lease a building or buy a building or something like that. You don't, you don't have to do that. A lot How of would you want you, to though? What, what would yeah, be the exactly. purpose of that though? Like, it seems there, like there, that's just a, an unnecessary cost. Yeah. And, and that's a lesson, you know, and my mom is very much aware. That's a lesson that my mom learned in 2013, 14. She, you know, leased out a whole building in a strip mall, you know, uh, her, with the name of her business. And it didn't work out because she had that lease, which was 1600 bucks a month, plus her mortgage, plus being a single mother of three. And it just, it just didn't work. And you don't need that. She is uh, now pretty much hundred percent mobile. So she meets people in a, in a, in a secure, lo- in a, in a central secure location swabs them and sends the test off. And she has no overhead, you know, for, for, um, so, there's ways to, to, to go around that. You can, depending on your city, you can uh, uh, set up an account with uh, a place called Regis, which is like a co-working, almost like a WeWork kind of place, yeah. like a co-working type of place. And now I think Regis, what they changed up during COVID is now you can rent their, you can rent rooms or meeting, uh, meeting conference rooms with them for like 25, 30 bucks an hour. So but if you, you really, if you want to have an, an office of some sort, 
you can set up an account with them, square that away. And when somebody wants to do a test, they pay you, you go ahead and set up in the app. I've done it this, actually, we did it this week, set up uh, an hour or so in the, in, the, in the meeting room or the private office in that building. Person comes in, like they don't really care if that's your office or not. Do a test, it takes 15 minutes, they're out of there and you don't have a lease. You don't tie yourself down with that. All right, let's take a quick break. I hope you're enjoying this awesome episode. If this episode has got you pumped up and you're looking for more ways to learn, network, and take action, make sure you go over to www.militarycashflow.com where we're doing our absolute best to provide our military community with tons of value. Here's just a few things you'll find when you go to militarycashflow.com. You'll find our books. You'll find the Military Cashflow Facebook group where we have thousands of new and experienced military investors networking and asking and answering questions. You'll find our military cash flow real estate investing course that teaches you everything you need to know to buy a cash flowing producing asset. We teach you how to find the deal, how to analyze, how to renovate, how to build your team and maintain that property. You'll find our one-on-one coaching programs. And when you're ready to start taking action and invest, or you're looking just to PCS, we'll even vet and find an investor and military-friendly realtor in your area at zero cost to you. So make sure you head over to www.militarycashflow.com to get access to all these great tools. And lastly, and I would almost say most importantly, make sure you share this information with another military member that might find it valuable. And with that said, let's get back into this episode. I definitely understand that piece about like, that's what I was trying to get at, like trying to figure out why anybody would need a, an actual, you know, space. But now I understand like if that person maybe just didn't have a place to go to, or that -hmm. person's like, you know, in this situation where you gave the example where a person might not be sure if the child is, you know, their, their partners or not, you know? Um, So now I I get it. Um, so uh, it's, it's good that you have that opportunity. I mean, that's, that's a pretty slick way. And I didn't even think about that. It's a pretty slick way yeah. to, to kind of go about that, just rent a place out for an hour and then just, you know, use the space for what it's intended for for that short period of time. And then, you know, you got to worry about a lease. So, I mean, yeah. what other expenses are associated with then? Yeah, yeah. So the, the lab testing fees is some of the biggest expenses. So uh, like, as I was saying, the, the lab doesn't charge you up front to send, they'll, they'll send you a box of 25 kits and if you charge $400 a piece, you know, 25 times 400, that's what, you know, that kit is, that, that box is worth of all those kits, right? But what they do is when they receive the samples, they'll say, hey, we got, we got the samples. We're going to start testing. You know, here, here is the cost. It could be, for example, they charge me $126 to do a, a standard paternity test. That's just uh, alleged father-child, right? I charge $300 because I'm trying to price slightly below the market. My, that, that spread is my profit. Okay. So that expense is on the back end. Okay. Then of course you have your uh, processing fees, where, whatever invoicing system you use, you have those processing fees. Uh, and of course, advertising, if you want to, you know, continuously advertise on Google or however else, you know, for example, I decided to advertise on the physical domain recently. So I bought bus stop bench ads. Yeah, and, man. Yeah. <laughs> <Solid pictures>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With me with the hoodie and the shades on uh, looking, looking cool or whatever. But um, that is going to run me $325 a month for five of them starting off in the city. You know, so advertising, I would say that your, your busy, biggest expenses starting up are the lab fees and advertising, you know, you know, as you see fit, you just, you're going to have to, because people don't know who you are starting off when they're searching. But, you know, that's going to be the, the biggest uh, ongoing expenses. Excellent. Excellent. I can think of so many like really corny things to put up on bus stops for paternity. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, it, you know, it's, I can, and you got to think about it. You know, like you said, you, Dan, you know, prior to me telling you, I mean, you probably you saw Mari or maybe paternity court or divorce court or whatever, but you hadn't really thought of like the industry as a business like that too, too much. Right. So with that being said, a lot, even a lot of the the labs and some of these smaller they don't advertise paternity testing in public. They don't. It's all hidden secret stuff on Google. But I, you know, right now I know for a hundred percent fact, I'm the only person in my entire in the entire city of El Paso that is physically advertising out there. Hey, unsure if the child is yours? 
call this number. That doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you can do the same thing. You know, whoever is interested in starting their own DNA testing business, whoever, you can do the same thing in your city. Hit them over the head. Nobody's seen this stuff before. There's no billboards for paternity testing. I've never seen one before. You could be the first person to do it. Not you, Dan. But I mean, if you want to start. Hey, man, uh, this might be a, this is like, <laughs> serious, like, I, I love this so much because it's something that we're, that's not always talked talked about, right? Or something yeah. that's just not talked about. Not even not always talked about. Real yeah. estate's talked about a, a lot. Different yeah. facets of real estate are always talked about. Mm-hmm. They're always talking about drop sh- shipping. Always talking mm-hmm. about e-commerce you know, stuff. Yeah, exactly e-commerce stuff. Yeah. Always talking about uh, well, not always, but mobile notary starting to be become more yeah. and more of a thing right now. Speaking of which, yeah, I didn't want to cut you off. Yeah, uh, good, good. Shout out to Andre Hatchet, man. Yes, that's that's, uh, that's you a know, guy, man. I, you know, I say it, you know, and I've joked about it. What am I? I got to meet him in person a couple of times and all that stuff. That's like essentially like a mentor to me. I, I model almost my 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 business in paternal university after how he does this stuff. And we joke and say sometimes the rap game is kind of like the crack game. Like mobile notary and DNA testing is really actually more similar than you think. Some yeah. of the same business models can be applied. So. I believe that. I 100% believe <laughs> that, man. Like, um, and, and if you guys don't know who Andre Hatcher is, we've had him on the show twice, yeah. I believe. Um, yeah. He's a great guy, man. Just doing doing great things. Yeah. He's just an all around good guy, man. He's, he's all, he's yeah. all over the place, but his, he has a mobile notary school and then he also has a black real estate school as well, mm-hmm. which I've taught on my, my which I've taught on uh, at least once, I think mm-hmm. maybe twice, but, um, but yeah, I mean, just a great program, great dude. Um, and, and I love that you guys uh, linked together and were able to kind of like, you know, share some synergies and kind of, you mm-hmm. know, get some, uh, get some things going there. But, um, but yeah, man, like no one ever talks about, uh, the the DNA or I've never heard about paternity testing. So this is a whole new niche and a whole new business model that uh, that people can start exploring. And I, I just I just really really like it. So we yeah. talked about some of the some of the expenses, and it seems like we got our marketing expense, we got the lab the lab expenses, um, and those are the two primary yeah. expenses outside of um, you know just the LLC or admin formation type yeah. fees. What, what else is there? Anything else? You got there's there's one more, and it's only if you choose it to be an expense, it's, it's more so um, of an option. So I'll get into this. So outsourcing DNA collection. Okay. That's another part of the business as well. So I have done DNA tests and made $1,600 in one day on one test while I was in the Bahamas. And the person that was testing was in Northeastern United States. Okay. How do I do that? It's called outsourcing. So believe it or not, there's a, there's a vast network of DNA collecting, the individual independent DNA collectors or places or franchises that you can send clients to, uh, to do DNA tests. So uh, for example, you know, within the portal that I use with the lab that I'm partnered with, there's a portal where you can look up each zip code that you want to, and you can find all the DNA collectors in that area. So for example, if I, perfect example, I had a client who was in Florida, he was a truck driver in Florida, and his um, mother and the other child uh, was in Virginia, right? How did I do that test? Did I fly to Florida and test and swab him? And then I fly to Virginia and swab her? No, I just sent them to two different uh, franchises that do DNA testing and say, hey, I have this person here, that person there. They're paying me. I'm the agency. Don't worry about them paying. They already paid me. Swab them. Here's the case number for both of them. Send them to DC. They know exactly what to do because they're a franchise and they have all their stuff lined up. They know exactly what to do. And guess how much I pay to them? Guess how much they charge me to collect DNA for one for one individual? Just go ahead and guess, man. How much the client paid you? No. Guess guess how much the the DNA agency or, or franchise that I send them to to get to get the client's DNA collected? Yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine. Guess- I would imagine fifty percent. I mean, I'm thinking like JV or at least maybe thirty percent or something. I mean, twenty five to forty bucks. And and how much? How what is that percentage um, in comparison to like how much? Uh, if I if I charge, that's less than ten percent. If I'm charging three hundred dollars for for a paternity test, that's less than ten. It's probably what eight percent, maybe seven percent, seven and a half. So that's like nothing. Uh, perfect. Another perfect example. I had all my clients that I have done uh, prenatal tests for. So when uh-huh. they're pregnant, thing is. In order for you to draw action, in order for you as a DNA testing agency owner to do a prenatal test, if you want to draw blood, you have to be a licensed phlebotomist. That's somebody who is licensed to draw blood. Nobody, everybody can't do that. 
So you have to technically either have a phlebotomist, you want to hire a phlebotomist, a W-2 phlebotomist and pay them $40,000 a year, or do you want to send them to another collection facility that, that is a net, it's a network of them pretty much. Let them know who you are, uh, charge the client 1600 bucks. And uh, I had a collection facility in El Paso charge me $25 to draw a woman's blood and do the test. And they send it off to the lab. I don't have to work. I outsource. I never even see them. I just answer the phone well, to the email. So what about that cost that it would typically, I mean, so that the cost, we talked about a cost before where like, if you, if you send it to them and they have to, you have to swab them, yeah. the, the lab doesn't charge you until the back end, right? Are they yeah. charging you that still? If you, if you outsource it to a different agency? Yeah. They, yeah. So, okay, okay. so yes, yes. So okay. they're charging me because it's under my account. Yeah. All right, all right. All right. Yeah. Each, each, uh, each kit has like a barcode, which they okay. know is this to my account. So it's the same price that the lab charges me. It's just an extra collection facility. Yeah. It's just an extra. It's like, Hey, Hey, I'm in, I'm in the Bahamas. Right. I literally was in the Bahamas looking at the beach like, Hey, okay. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I got a client in this state right here. Um, she needs a prenatal paternity test. Oh, okay, cool. Well, my fee is uh 60, but it depends on where you go, by the way, it's yeah, it range course, between yeah. 25 and $60. 60 is like topish, right? Like, okay, cool. Uh, here's her name. Here's the day she wants to come in. I let the client know, hey, go here for your collection. Da, 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 da. Client is usually already paid me $1,600 or whatever the cost is of, of the service that I'm offering. They go get their blood drawn. The place that sends their blood or, or swabs them sends the kit off because they already usually already have the kits on hand. So I don't have to overnight the kits to them. They already got it. Yeah. And then I never see them. And, I, you know, I, I, I make 1600 gross and I profit about 500 bucks or so from that. So, because the, the testing fees for prenatal testing is a little bit higher yeah, of course, yeah. than the other one. So it's ways where you can do it and outsource it to where you never see the, I've never seen any of my prenatal clients in person ever, but how are they still paying me 1600 bucks to do a, a prenatal test? Because I have my script together and I know how to speak to them and I let them have that assurance, no pun intended, on uh, <laughs> the service that they're getting. <laughs> uh, I love it, man. I absolutely love it, man. So that's... Uh... Yeah, man. It's like mind blown, man. It's so, it, it's just crazy how there's so much opportunity in the world and so many different ways to make, to make, you know, a living, right? I mean, this is yeah. literally, you, if you wanted to like, whenever you get out of the military, right? Yeah. You can do yeah. this and literally do this full time. And I'm sure you could scale yeah. it up and like really make oh, this big. There, and that's another thing, Dan, thank you for saying that. There, there is no limit on what you can do. There, the, the labs don't say, hey, you're doing too many DNA tests because they make money too. Everybody's yeah. happy, right? So there's no limit. I, I, have, a, I have a mentor who makes $40,000 a month doing this. Like there's no limit to it. And then guess what? You can add on drug testing too. A lot of DNA companies, they do drug testing too. That's another source of income. And even within DNA testing, there's seven or eight sources of income within DNA testing because there's seven or eight different types of tests you can offer that most people like to get, all right? There's at least three that most people love to get, you know, standard um, legal paternity testing, non-legals and prenatals. They love to get that. That's what that's what that's what they you know, that's what clients do. So, um, yes, this is this is scalable even when I'm in the military because uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hide this episode for about a year or two. You know, let me get myself situated and then, <laughs> and then, and then I'll let everybody else know. <laughs> no. And there's money out here for everybody, man. Yeah. There's money yeah. out here. If you do it the right way, if you, you know, like I said, shameless plug. If you, if you do it the paternity university way, it's a community. All right. There's no competition with this. You do it the right way. Everybody eats for real. There's no, a lot of these other DNA companies that are out there, they, they're, 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 they're cool, but that the way I teach it, they're not open on weekends and they're not mobile. So you, you can beat them. I yeah. love it, man. So, so, uh, right now, um, so we went over the expenses. What, what are we, what are we talking about? Like, what's the average? I mean, obviously it seems like, you know, whatever you gross, you, you pretty much take home at least 50 around 50 to yeah, you know, um, or something like that. Yeah. About, yeah. about how many transactions do you typically see on a monthly basis based off yeah. of just your I mean, Cause you're only focused on El Paso and it's only one of you, it's only you and I'm assuming your wife. Right. And it's just you two doing it. Well, yeah, just just us two in our company. Yes, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. us. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so we we keep we I haven't I haven't spent any money on my I've kept all the money inside and just recycled and marketing. Of so um, 
yes, the 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 profit margins, uh, like I, for 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 I did my profit margins yesterday for the whole year. I'm sitting at around forty three percent, I think forty three percent, forty eight percent profit margins. Nice. They only get dragged down lower because of the prenatal test. Like I said, I charge sixteen hundred, but a lab charges me a thousand or twelve hundred dollars to yeah. to process the test. So that's what. But the the average of the, the you're asking how many tests generally I get a month now. Yeah, I'm trying to give people like um, an expectation, like all right, we yeah, know yeah. about how much it costs to get things set up. Yeah, generally, yeah. if it's just me working by myself and I'm doing part time, doing it yeah. part time, obviously I'm recycling finances, but I kind of want to have an idea of yeah. what what I'm generally looking at if I'm looking at a decent sized market like El Paso, right? Yes. Um, yes. How many transactions am I looking at? A, yes, a month? It, 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 it depends. It, it depends on demographics. So uh, if you hyper focus on one area, if you don't make the mistake I did in the very beginning, I was trying to advertise to five different cities at once. And you can't do that. If you hyper focus on your area and set it up the way I basically kind of tell you how to set it up in Paternity University. Um, once you set up, you can you can have your first test normally within the first month. Like that's what I've noticed that my uh, students that set up theirs and, and actually go hard at it, they get their test usually within the first month. They make three hundred dollars or three hundred fifty dollars or four hundred dollars on the first one, and then from there, if you if you focus on that and get your Google ad straight, start meeting family law attorneys, getting in and you know, getting in those circles and stuff like that, you can average if you're doing minimal part time effort, three a month or so. Minimal part time effort, three a month. That's nine hundred dollars gross, probably about. $400 net after the, the lab charges and stuff like that. If you go hard at it, I mean, I, I've done, oh gosh, how many tests? Just in, what is it, November 21st, I've done, I've done, and I'm kind of sort of part-time because I'm full-time military. I've done five or six tests this month as of November 21st, but you know, my, my not even over. is, yeah, it's not even, the, the, the month is not even over. And apparently DNA testing picks up in the, during the holidays. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it picks up during the holidays. So yeah, I mean, you know, you're going full at it, full time, going insane. I mean, there's there's a perfect example. My mom, who has been full time doing this for 20 years, last week, I say, hey, mom, how, how's everything going? Yeah, I did uh, nine DNA tests this week. Nine. She charges $400. Do the math. You know? Nice. And she's still by herself. She doesn't help. She doesn't outsource much. She does it all herself. She answers. So imagine if you set up a system, outsource it, have somebody else answering the calls and you have things set up. And once you establish yourself in your city, set up in multiple cities, you know, 40, 50, $60,000 a month can be possible. Nice. Nice, man. I love it, man. Like I love the, love the breakdown. I'm glad you, you know, you kind of uh, broke it down for us and like what the step-by-steps uh, are, of course, uh, definitely need to check out Paternity University to get the, the, the full, full details, but just, you know, a, a very overview um, explanation. It just really, really helps. All right. So what, what are some of the lessons learned that, that uh, you've had so far, just, you know, kind of uh, starting on this journey, kind of doing the transition from mobile homes going to this, what are some of the lessons learned Relationships matter a lot in this in this business is relationships and referrals matter a lot uh, past a certain point. I mean, and that that's also matters in mobile home and real estate and any, any form of business relationship referrals matter. But past a certain point, you develop enough relationships with attorneys and, and even judges and stuff like that. You don't even have to advertise anymore. So it's about relationships and being uh, confident in, in how your business operates. And that's another thing as well being confident in how your business operates. Yeah, you, you, you own a paternity testing service. Don't be ashamed of it. You know, market yourself, put yourself out there, put yourself on LinkedIn, meet people, go to networking events. You know, that's, you know, standard uh, business uh, practice. This is a, another big thing too, uh, empathy and compassion. When you speak to your clients, they're not, they're not buckets of money, okay? Treat them like people because they are going through some of the worst situations in their life. If you... As a man or as a woman, it depends. As, as a man, you know, you found out that your significant other cheated on you and your seven-year-old child might not be yours. That is gut-wrenching. And I've had clients that got those answers and it's, 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 it's bad. Dude, compassion. Yeah. Compassion. This is a compassion and empathy-based business. Never, never forget that. Never forget that. Because at the core, that's what that is. I mean, some clients, you know, ask for, and we are actually working on starting to refer them 
to mental health services, you know, private therapists that we can refer them to because that is a serious thing to learn. So compassion, confidence in your business, and then establishing relationships with people that can help you build your business. That's some of the biggest things that I've learned. Yeah, man, I like that. I like that, man. So, um, see, appreciate, you know, appreciate the the entire wrap up, um, starting, starting to wrap this, you know, yeah. wrap this conversation up, right? Um, for someone who's trying to start off and build a paternity, um, a paternity test outside of paternity university, mm-hmm. what is one piece of advice that you kind of give them to like, kind of, kind of jump started off? Understand that it is not overnight. Under, if you come in with the understanding that it is not overnight, you've, you've won half the battle. It's going to take time. Have patience. Have patience. But you're in such a niche industry that you will win as long as you offer good service and communication to your clients. But understand that this is a long game. Start off with that and that mindset. This is not an easy, this is not crypto crypto gains where you get 4,200% return overnight. No, no, this is a long game. It takes time. So stay dedicated to start with that mindset first and you've already won half the battle. I love that, man. Like anything worth building in general, anything worth, anything that's that's of value essentially, you know, that yeah. you can build it, it. It takes time building it, man. I think yeah. that that's key in all entrepreneurs and all entrepreneurial journeys, period. Right. Just understand that's not going to take time. That's perfect information, man. Sure. So, yeah. so you, you've outlaid, you are, uh, you are officially the paternity university, uh, paternity guru right now. Like <laughs> Everybody's listening. Like, man, this is something I want to do, man. We're yeah. real just, you know, mind blown right now. Uh, how do we get in contact with you? How do our listeners? Yeah, for sure. I am, I am very, very active on Twitter. That's like, the, where I'm at the most. So uh, at Royal Ski, R-O-Y-A-L-S-K-E-G-E-E uh, for the illustrious Tuskegee University. Um, active on Instagram as well, Royal, uh, Royal Ski. You can check out Paternity University's Instagram. Uh, if you want to email me directly and get in contact with me, royal at paternityuniversity.com. If you or somebody you know needs a paternity test, you can contact me in confidence cs at assurancedna.com or you can visit assurancedna.com yeah you know no matter what state you're in i can i can assist you if you or someone you know uh is in need of that service but i'm everywhere look me up royal banks i'm on linkedin as well check check me out so uh yeah that's where you can find me love it man i love it hey as always man Royal, it's great to talk to you um love every time we get together and have a conversation man it's 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 awesome yeah Uh, so i appreciate you coming on and sharing that information with us Thank you. Thank you for having me on for the second time, Dan. That's, wow. That's, I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Uh, it's great stuff. Hey, if you, uh, if you like what you're hearing here, man, do us a favor, um, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, leave a comment below. If you have any questions regarding uh, paternity university or assurance DNA, or just how you do this, you know, how you get this business going in general, right? Make sure you reach out to Royal. Um, and, and again, if you leave a comment below, I'm sure Royal will be in the, on the YouTube, you know, answering those there. So um, that's good stuff. If you're listening to this, if you're listening to this on podcast, uh, leave us a five-star review, man. We really appreciate those. Um, also, if you have any comments you want to leave there, any suggestions we can do to improve the show that makes it better for you, uh, let us know. We'll do that. Um, and other than that, this is Dan Wynn signing off. Peace.